Welcome to Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor here on the fan. 1079. No Professor. I got to have a a Dodger Danny. I mean, I got to go with that. Go with something. That works. The Mentor. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. How about that one? No, No, not that yet. I think I'm the mentee. You're the mentor. (laughs) No, not anymore. I'm the old retired guy. You're the mentor now. Nah, uh, that would not be my moniker yet. I haven't been in the game long enough. We welcome you to the show today, Wednesday version. Uh, No Tony Kirk for the rest of this week. He is on, uh, what's it been, about three weeks vacation again. (laughs) So uh, hard earned much needed break away from the grind that is talk sports radio i know so difficult huh it's hard you don't even know it's so hard how many times you see me on vacation <laughs> not very because he carries me all the time that's yeah. why uh-huh, he's uh-huh. got all that pressure on him yeah he'll be back uh, next week probably tuesday are you here monday or not yeah oh you are all right well excellent i was unsure about monday you're here today you're here tomorrow you're here on monday today on the big show we've got um, trey outlaw coming in studio so you're gonna have to give up the cool chair because arkansas high's football coach is going to join us for the first time in 2023 so we get ready for a new season tomorrow caleb hackleman offensive lineman for pleasant grove is hanging out with us at 5 30 so we got a couple of a big name big time guests tomorrow to uh, bump you out of the number two chair no it's always fun you can come to the number one chair no no thank you Mm-mm, no no no, no. giving those uh, interviews is uh all you my man yeah whatever anyhow uh we welcome the rest of you to the program today we uh start off today i guess uh again talking about problems in the world of uh, college athletics to the place now where congress has been asked save us from the NCAA, from ourselves and NIL and moving around. And the things they asked for from Congress yesterday included craziness like you have to complete three years at a college before you can move and transfer in the portal to someplace else. You're shaking your head. Yeah, It's a bad sign to start this conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, why are we asking Congress to worry about this? Because NCAA can't yeah. figure it out. They can't fix it. Yeah, but they, you know, they're the governing body. You got to go with, you know, who brought you there. And uh, I don't like the whole three year thing. I mean, what happens if your coach leaves after one? Or what happens if you get hurt? Or what you have a good year and you're at a small school and a big school comes calling? I mean, players, you know, it's it's not about the schools. It's not about the, you know, the coaches it's now buyers and the players have gotten some you know rep for themselves and they need to continue to get that maybe curtail it a little bit but three years curtail that's, it that's how? silly how do you curtail it I, I don't know i don't have the answers i'm not smart enough to do that well, but the question here becomes it's now free enterprise that the players for the first time have the freedom to be able to a charge for their service sure which they do b 
be able to say one time in their career without having to worry about sitting and waiting, this isn't a good fit for me at school A, and I'm about to go to school B where I think the fit's going to be better. Sure. How in the world do you curtail or limit that at this stage? Uh, and, And the NCAA doesn't know, which is why they're going to Congress figuring Congress will enact rules that players will have to live up to or stand by and now the only way to sue your way out of that is taking cases to the supreme court not taking them to to regional courts sure and i understand why the schools want players to be at stay i mean i get it i mean if i was at a school my my parents would want me to stay and stick it out and try to you know make it where i went first but i mean if somebody offers me more money to go somewhere else why would you not go especially if there's a bigger opportunity yeah. available I I just don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's the wild, wild west, but look who's complaining. It's the, the big dogs of the world that are complaining and and the little guys that are getting you know players taken away by the big guys. But at the end of the day, you don't think Alabama and Ohio State and you know even Arkansas, they're paying their players enough. Sure. If you know, that comes a conversation of, hey, coach, I'm, I'm getting ready to leave. I need some more money. And, you know, coaches don't like that because it gives the more power to the players. But I think it's about time. I mean, there's a long time that for a long, long time where players, you know, were getting taken advantage of. So go back to your days on the field. Sure. Now, your coaches weren't making a ton of money. No. You didn't play at a major university like mm-hmm. Arkansas to play baseball. Right. But they were making more money than you were making. Absolutely. And they held over your head the ability to get on the field – to be able to ultimately get, if you're good enough in, in baseball, your sport, to get a payday by getting drafted to the major leagues. You don't play by my rules. You don't play at all. Or you're going to cut your scholarship. Or we're going to cut your scholarship. Yeah, it's not a four-year guarantee, you know. So right. we, They're year by year. Semester by semester, yeah. really. Yeah, I mean, in, I mean, we did a whole bunch of stuff in the community that, you know, you do stuff good for the community, but when a business wants you to come out there and, you know, sling their stuff and, you know, use your name, image, and likeness, which I know it was like a, like, just for example, like a barbecue joint. I mean, it's nothing, but, you know, hey, you know, a free, we couldn't even take a free dinner. Right. You know, and that's, you know, that's where the players, I think, got screwed over. And again, I was small, small, small time. Right. You talk about big, big guys. I mean, they they were getting hawked everywhere and that's just not fair. Well, my question ultimately was going to be, you weren't making anything and the coach had all the power to be able to play you or not. And he was getting paid. Let's say it's today and Danny Williams is playing baseball today. And we'll go to USC or UCLA. Right. And you're making as much as the coach is making. Baseball players, baseball coaches don't make much. Sure. And you're getting, you're, you're, let's say you're a pretty good player. A yeah. top two round draft choice kind of guy. Okay. How much does the coach saying anything to you impact you at that stage? And I know maybe, maybe you, you may have right. respect for coaches and go, yes, sir, I'll do it. But there are other guys who are going to go, listen, man, I'm making more than you are. Why That's do I care what thing. you say? That's the same thing when they go to the big leagues or you know become a, fe- a real professional athlete. I mean, you want to continue to move up. you got to continue to play the game, quote-unquote. I mean, it's a job, but there's politics involved. Um, so you that coach has got to have – somebody's ear to be able to tell people that oh this guy's a complete you know you know what he doesn't listen to you know what we're trying to tell him to do blah 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 blah. but again players 
they i mean it wasn't the way i had it but i will tell you that if it were me i would have left one of my schools in a heartbeat if i would have had a chance to leave without being penalized of sitting out of here right because i just wasn't happy with what was going on but i didn't have another option i mean there were other options out there but i would have had to sit another right. year and i didn't want i mean i was i was moving on with life i'm wondering if this doesn't become a check and balance for coaches who have notoriously sat in living rooms with parents and 18-year-old kids and basically told them, you'll be in the starting lineup next year. And then it doesn't happen. And, of course, he tells it to the guy he has a half hour sure. later, he's in their home. Sure. And it doesn't happen. And now players can say, wait a minute, we had this promise on that Friday night where you said I was going to be a starter, and now I'm not, and I'm stuck. Well, in today's world, you're not stuck anymore. Right, you're not stuck, and that's the big thing. You know, it's the world's changed. Um, the way coaches coach has changed. They can't coach like they did in the 90s and early 2000s. They have to – Or recruit. Or recruit that way. They have to change. I mean, even, you know, being the physicality of it and the mental game of it, they can't just be little people because those those players have the chance to leave now, you know, and, and they're still a payday somewhere else. I mean, look, there's, you know, this in the news this last week where, you know, Tennessee, I think, was they paid a guy money to come to their school and he didn't even go there. Right. You know, so players are taking advantage of the situation and, you know, I don't know how to change it. I don't know how to curtail it, but, uh, you know, all the more power to the players. You know, I, I'm a huge fan of teams, but at the end of the day, the players make the team, right. and you know they got to have they got to have some they got to have something, and they've had nothing. So, hey, let I, them have it. I just don't want Congress in it. I don't either. No, I don't I want it's not a government. Nowhere near. Why, why waste my tax dollars on on, on that? On that? It, yeah. does, it just doesn't make sense. And while we're talking about college athletics, uh, Big Ten's about to have their media days. Yep. We got problems, certainly in Northwestern, where none of the players are going to be presented to the conference's media right. for their part of, of media day in, in light of what's going on at Northwestern and the suits against the school and obviously the firing of Pat Fitzgerald and more. Sure. It makes perfect sense. You're not going to – you know that's going to be the questions. Right. And the kids – it's not fair to the kids. It's not fair to them. And while they may not have filed suit yet, some of them might. Right. Some of them may be in the middle of a lawsuit. They don't want to be saying anything that may be used on either side. But today's story doesn't happen at Northwestern. It happens at Iowa, where now 26 student athletes apparently are being un- are being investigated for gambling. <laughs> Now, we, we got another one in the NFL yesterday. Right, the guy from the uh, – Denver. Denver, yeah. Yeah, which, by the way, if you didn't follow that, and we talked about it briefly yesterday, it's the last gift in the Russell Wilson aid. The guy that they got the one draft choice for in exchange for Wilson <laughs> that Denver was able to get was that fourth-round draft choice from Seattle. They used it to draft the guy who yesterday was suspended for 12 months because of gambling. Right, I don't – there's so many rules. I wish they'd go into more specifics on what he did, because you know if you're you could be betting on baseball, but you're in the hotel yep. the night before on a Saturday night, and you don't step out of the hotel. You know, you go into the parking lot, you're good. You're in the hotel, you're you're, you're doing something illegal. Yep. So it's all these little, little minutia things. I get it, but you know, college you can't do that. You got to be really really careful. Well, Kirk Ferentz, the head coach at uh, at Iowa is saying he wishes that the NCAA would take the same position as the NFL, which is beginning to try to figure out what you can and cannot bet on. Sure. In college, 
you bet on the results of your team, you're done. Yeah. Your scholarship's yanked, sure. you're out of the school, you're not eligible to play. You bet on anything else. I read today it's a 50% penalty. 50% of your scholarship money off the table. You lose that. Now, Ferenc said this. He said, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with this. He said, I, I, I may have guys who get on FanDuel. Sure. Or who bet on the Rangers-Astros game tonight. It has nothing to do with us. has nothing to do with them. They now have NIL money in their pocket. It's entertaining. They're not like you're beholden to a loan shark because you right. don't have any money and you gambled. And so now you are tempted to have to do something nefarious like fixing a game or throwing a result. He said, I kind of liken this to college players that I have and the issues around marijuana. He said, nobody likes it, yes, but society has recognized there are a lot of athletes doing it. There are a lot of non-athletes doing it. Are we taking the position that we're going to suspend kids permanently, kick them off for a year, take their, if they smoke marijuana? So it's an intriguing spot to hear a coach talk about gambling in the same vein as marijuana when for most of our lives, coaches would have blanched at the thought of kids using any drugs under their umbrella. But we're in this new era of, you know, legalized gambling, legalized marijuana. It makes sense. They, they're they not the same thing, but they go hand in hand. And, you know, it would be interesting to see if Ferentz had these ideas if it was Penn State or if it was Ohio State or if it was a rival because good question. 26 athletes, you have to imagine some of those are big-time guys who are going to absolutely contribute on the field, and he does not want to lose them One of at them all. definitely is because he's not – he was going to be at media day for the Big Ten. Yikes. And they've pulled him out of there, yeah. defensive lineman. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, as a coach – I mean, he's very heady. He's very smart. He's correlating this in the right direction. Whether that's going to help him or not, I don't know. But I mean, you got to do something. You got to. He's throwing a hell, hell mary, yeah. trying to. Yeah, that's right. He's just trying to make sure that you know he can get his players back on the field because his job will be in jeopardy if if it isn't already. Is there anybody are happier about the Iowa story right now? The Northwesterns folks? Oh, absolutely not. That's Please, right. Thank you. Of, yeah, get it off of me. Get it off of me. Between Harbaugh's getting a four-game suspension and Iowa getting gambling issues, the folks at Northwestern have to be thanking their lucky stars that somebody else is getting some of the media attention, not just them. That's right, because it's all it's been the focus has been completely on them, and now is you know it's starting to go away, and then hopefully they're just figuring out, man. Give us a couple more weeks. Give us a couple more weeks. Once games start, once once practice and start you know that'll be pushed to the sideline they won't be asking us that many questions there you go we'll take a break it's 15 after five dodger danny sitting in for the professor tony kirk today we're going to come back he's got the dodger regalia on his head we got to talk some uh, baseball rangers and dodgers played last weekend i would imagine you were probably there in fact i know you were because we texted about it We'll come back and talk about that as well as last night's Rangers Astro game. Don't forget, 15 minutes or so, Trey Outlaw, the head coach at Arkansas High, is going to be in studio here on Leaving the Yard on the Fan 1079. To feel the effects of nature, take a deep breath in and out.
after five, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079. No Professor, Dodger Danny sitting in today. You were at the Rangers. Was it the first game of the series against the Dodgers? Yeah, Friday night. Friday night saw the Rangers-Dodgers. Yeah. Dodgers took two out of three. Yep. Rangers got the last one. Yeah, even though the first inning didn't start out really well for the Rangers on Sunday, and I thought, oh, maybe I'll get those brooms out. The Rangers came back and were able to scratch back and win, which, I mean, it was it was good to see a little bit because, you know, the Rangers have been not too great for a while. So, no, uh, horrible. You can yeah, say horrible. <laughs> Since, what, 2012? Yeah, they have not been good. And so I was – I was hoping for a better game than we got. I mean, it was a good day to be a Dodger when I went on Friday night. Um, but it was a beat down the first two games and then a beat down kind of back at them on Sunday. So um, it was a little disappointing that, you know, Seager got hurt. And yep. So, but I was always, you know, we had that conversation a long time ago about Seager signing with the Rangers about, you know, um, durability. And so hopefully he comes back because um, – if it's a if it ever could be the dream scenario of the Dodgers Rangers in a World Series, oh. you know that would be pretty awesome. So, you lose your mind. Absolutely, be great. No, okay. Well, you got your Dodger thing on. Sure. You root Dodgers the whole way then. Of Dodgers course. Rangers. Of course. Why would I root for the Rangers? Well, if it's a, okay, Dodgers get beaten by Atlanta in the NLCS. I'm still rooting for Atlanta. Over the Rangers? Yeah, sure. Of course. I've really? Been, I've been that guy the whole time. I mean, you know. San Francisco gets in. The Rangers. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's an easy question. Padres, you know, Giants. So that's, that's okay. about, Those All are right. probably about the only two teams okay. I would root for the Rangers over All right. than a National League team. Okay. Yeah. What sure. if they move the Astros back to the National League? Never, ever move the Astros. <laughs> Golly. Talk about a punishment and having to watch that World Series, yeah. the Astros and Rangers. We got a uh, we got an Astros and Rangers series going right now. Astros have taken the first two. Monday's game was crazy. softball crazy yep. game, 10-9. Last, game, last night's game a little bit more uh, reasonable. Rangers made a late run to make it close, but Houston's won the first two. They're a game back with game three of the series in Houston tonight. Chance to either A, get back to a two-game lead for the Rangers, or B, lose that game and watch the Astros finally catch them in the standings. They have been gaining on them two steps forward, one step back for the last six or eight weeks. Now they've gotten up to them. If they win tonight, they're even. Are you worried about the Rangers in August catching up to them? Now we're not outside in the heat anymore. Well, that's the point I was going to bring up. This is not supposed to happen with the Rangers anymore. Right. It's not supposed to be, oh, it gets hot, we're going to lose, we have an excuse built in. I don't see the Rangers holding them off. I just – I really don't. And, you know, it really depends on what the Angels decide to do with this next week. I mean, because, you know, the the Angels are 7-3 and three in their last 10 games, and – do you hold on and hold out hope that Otani will re-sign with you and try to push for a playoff run? Because if I'm a Rangers fan, I'm very worried. I'm very worried we're even making the playoffs. What? Uh, yeah. I think they can get caught. With Seager getting hurt and the, the pitching staff isn't that great, and you know we're coming into this August push of August and September, if the, if the front office doesn't make some pretty legit moves to try to secure this, Rangers could be on the downhill slide. All right, so they just they made you GM of the Rangers just now and said, "What moves are you going to make to get us into the postseason?" Whatever I have to do. You need pitching. All right, so you're not worried about Otani. There's talk about if you if you, if you, if you, 
Otani, you can get Otani, but your farm, but you have to remember that the the Angels could pull off the ultimate and take half your farm system sure. and then re-sign them again next year, and you just basically gave them half your prospects and a guy, and then you better win the World Series. Well, if you're going to make that push and get Otani, whoever signs Otani has to win the World Series, or else it's not worth it at all. Okay, if if you're the Yankees. I get it because you win frequently. If you're the Dodgers, you've won more than frequently. If you're the Rangers, and, and we started this conversation with the Rangers haven't been good for a long time. Sure. It's been 10 years since they've been in the World Series. They don't have rings. If you tell your fan base, I'm going to mortgage the future, and I'm going to get you a best chance we can to get a World Series championship right now, and I'm going to have to trade, and we talked about yesterday, Jeff Young, and I'm going to have to trade one of those two pitchers I drafted last year, or last two years. One of those two guys is going to have to go. And probably something else, but I'm going to get Otani, and I'm going to have him for August and September. And if we can't re-sign him, then we can't re-sign him, but we tried. If you're, if you are worried about win now, then yeah, you got to go Otani. I mean, if you want to... This has been their best chance since 2012, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you 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 got to go for it. Any, But there's a lot of pressure on that GM to get that done, and then they got to win. Because if you don't win and then you don't resign him, right. I mean, the Yankees can trade half their farm system away to give him a – to get Otani to have a taste of maybe we can resign him. But Otani may be happy with playing with Mike Trout. We don't sure. we don't know. I mean, he said he said he's wanted to stay on the West Coast. So you know, it, you know, San Diego, you know, the the Giants, the Mariners, who had Ichiro. You know, I mean, it's he didn't say, oh, yeah, I'll play for Texas. No, uh, he did not. He's gonna make he's gonna make a mammoth amount of money anyways. So the whole I'm gonna make more money than I would because I'm not gonna have to pay the taxes in Texas. So I don't know. I mean, he doesn't have a no trade clause. So he does not. So he has to go wherever the Angels trade him. Yes, he so does. So the Rangers, you know, if you want to put all your eggs in one basket, but if you don't win, well, if you if you don't win, that's bad. <laughs> don't you? If you don't try and you don't win it next year anyway, but a GM you can- told your told your fan base, well, we like these guys that we have. We have that that horrible p word there. We have potential. To be good in the next three or four years, but the easier way to say it is, oh shucks, we missed out on Otani, and you know we didn't give you know somebody else gave him a better deal, which the Rangers may be, you know the Astros' number one choice of here. I want this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy, but the Rangers aren't going to come out and say, oh well, they wanted our stuff, and it's just so much easier for the GM to say, ah, oh, we missed out on him, and there's not that pressure to go win a World Series because you. Manager, the Rangers have a great manager yeah. now. Yeah, no, uh, Bruce, she's, you know they they, you know all the pieces are in place. I think they're a year ahead of schedule, probably, especially without Degrom. Right, without Degrom, I mean, and you have a whole another, basically a whole another year without him. Right, Ugh, and, I don't you, know. and you hope you're going to get lighter next sure. year. Yep, Rocker's probably another year away because of the arm. Well, yeah, because of the surgery. So I, I don't know. You I just mean, drafted a kid out of Florida. Mm-hmm. Who you figure next year should be able to be a player? Absolutely, should very. So you're right. You're probably a year away. You're probably a year away. And do you want to get rid of even the guys that have proven themselves above and above those guys? I don't know. If I'm a GM, I stay away from it. Okay. So you're the Angels now. Oh, you. You're not trading to whom? I don't know. That's a question. I would love to be a fly on the wall if if Otani will give him an answer. 
No, 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 no. And we'll say Otani's saying, I'm not giving you any answer. I want to see if we can make the push. And the Angels decide we're going to trade him and see what we can do because we think we're going to get nothing if he won't sign with There's us. There's only one team that I think they you don't trade to. They don't trade to that's, the Dodgers because I don't think they can see the Dodgers winning again or having a chance of him winning again because realistically in the Angels head we can keep him or maybe he'll resign with us. I mean, he doesn't even he doesn't have to. Of course he will with LA traffic, but he doesn't even have to sell his house. He right. can stay where he right. is. He, he can he doesn't have to change up a whole new social dynamic. Yeah. He can keep all the things he can. I don't think you give him a taste of Dodger blue and the winning mentality because he's been there with the Angels so long and they just can't win even with arguably one of the top five greatest baseball players ever in in Trout. Mike Trout next to him so I don't know man it's it's pretty crazy see I in my mind I don't trade in the division I, I can't trade him in the Mariners I can't trade him to the Rangers I can't trade him to the Astros yeah, but I've got to look someplace else. You're gonna, but there's the potential of losing him to those people, anyways. And you, like, if I'm the Angels, I'm trading him because I gotta get, I gotta get something back instead of just a comp pick. You know, I I can't just take the comp pick for what could be the only guy to ever do what Babe Ruth did. Right. You know, and 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 legitimately have a chance to do it for a lot longer than Babe Ruth. I'm feeling like I'm trading two players. I'm getting a haul if I'm moving him, but I'm not doing it in the division, and I'm not doing it with the Dodgers. I would I, trade in the division before I trade the Dodgers. Oh gosh, because they, they they're not. That's like win. saying you're you're a you're a Dodger guy and right. you're going to trade Kershaw. Would you trade him with the Giants? There's difference though, because <laughs> Kershaw's been there a lot longer. You're tied to Kershaw for t- Kershaw's legacy is there. Otani's leaving. And you have to have to go into the mentality that Otani's leaving anyways. All right, so you're going to trade Mookie to the Giants? Okay. You would trade Mookie to the Giants. If, if, and the Giants would win the series. Of the contract, and it's going to, okay, so they get one, but we're getting six, seven prospects right. okay. that, down the line. I mean, because anything can happen. You don't want to say it out loud, but anything can happen to a player at any time, and it will not help that team. See, this is a different world than we used to live in, where sure. you never would trade in the division. Probably you exactly. never would. But if you're the Angels, you got to think, I'm hurting the future of somebody in that division. When Green Bay was done with Favre and he wanted to go to Minnesota, yeah. they traded him to the Jets and he had to play there a year before he could go as a free agent and go to Minnesota. Yeah, but Because he came back to their, their, their field and then beat them that year in Minnesota. And nobody wanted that. Yeah, but it's a different world. It's a way different world, especially when you play everybody now. I mean, you play everybody, every division, both sides, it doesn't matter. I'm going to take a break. Okay. It's about 5.30. My phone was ringing. That's bad news. That probably means that Coach uh, Outlaw was calling. But I'll look at that. We'll, uh, I've already unlocked the door, so we'll see if we can't get him in here. But remember, it's live radio. All things are uh, all plans are soft. So we <laughs> yeah, may we be know. more here when we come back. Dodger Danny sitting in for the Professor Tony Kirk. I'm Chuck Zach. You're listening to Leaving the Yard. You're on the fan 107.9.
righty, welcome back. It's 27 till 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor. No professor today. Dodger Danny in here. And a guy who is a regular on Kirk and Company on Wednesday mornings. He's been taking the summer away from Tony, and I don't blame him. I, I wish I had the summer away from Tony. But in here today, first time we've gotten you here in the afternoon, I think, since you got this job. Yeah, you know, I got hired, um, I guess, a year and two months ago. Yeah. And, um, I think you guys gave me a call. Yeah, uh, I did. Basically, five minutes after I got hired. <laughs> you know, y'all, y'all knew Sorry. before. Y'all knew before my family knew. So, uh, no, you know, it's uh, good to be back. And anytime we get to talk about uh, Arkansas High and the exciting things we got going over there, I'm, I'm all for it. Well, okay. and it's hard to get you in the afternoon. Obviously, you're practicing. Then five o'clock's just a bad time to try to get folks to come on the radio yeah awful timing on you guys i know right you know uh, (laughs) i know we got got practice for some reason i don't know how that works but trey outlaws the voice you're hearing we didn't get a chance to introduce him but he is the head coach over at arkansas high year one under his belt year two is uh kicking off next week with the official start of the football season and uh a year ago you didn't really know you were bringing in a whole new staff you had kids that no telling you knew the kids that you had were young. You got a year with them now. What's the difference in Trey Outlaw's mind between July of 2022 versus July of 2023? Um, we're not drowning anymore, which is the, the number one thing. So, you know, a year ago I get hired, and uh, we have one coach on varsity staff. And, again, had no clue about that walking in. Um, knew nothing about the kids. Kids – um, coming and playing, who have zero uh, experience playing varsity, no JV because we didn't have yep. JV. It's just uh, crazy. Looking back a, a year later, it's like man, not having a clue what you get into. And um, a year later, you know it's home. Um, yeah. Best job I ever had. Administration with Dr. Kessler uh, is amazing. Our kids have have bought in fully. Um, it is. Uh, best job I ever had, and you know you're gonna have to pull me away from Arkansas to get me to leave here. Do you so feel it's, it's like great. you're actually gonna get to coach this year? Like last year was so much to fix what obviously you inherited. Do you feel like okay, we've got that stuff fixed now? I can focus on coaching now. You know, um, the the number one thing I wanted to do when it came is like set our culture, and you right. know, not not saying that the culture was broken, just what what we want, put our right. our thumbprint on. It. And so I think a year later we're you know we're here as far as. Had a great off season. Um, you know, kids have gotten stronger. They've worked harder than, than, in my opinion, they've ever worked before. And uh, just understand the discipline. Understand that you uh, you better care about someone more than you do yourself if you're going to be successful in this team sport. And so, um, you know, when I say we're not drowning, more, we're not. You know, right. we're able to focus on football as opposed to you know, hey man, you got to be here for summer. It's required to be here for summer as opposed, you know, like you, you have kids last year show up the day before the very first football game, like, hey, I'm re- ready to play football. It's like, <laughs> no, no, man, you, you know, you, I don't know who you are. I've never met you before in my life, and you, you're you not going to come play. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm starting right tackle. Really? Uh, no, nice no, to meet sir. you. Uh, you know, Where? Good, no. Yeah, exactly. Where? So, um, kids have been in, they've worked hard. Um, we still play in what I consider the SEC of uh, 5A football in, in Arkansas, but um, night and day, you know, completely different teams. They're better football players. It um, we still play tough conference, but again, like 
the kids are better. They're better people, which is number one. Number two, they're better football players. So we're excited about it. We, we hear over and over again from coaches who take over new programs in particular that you don't win on Friday. You win sometime on Tuesday in the summer when kids are in the weight room, where kids are showing up, where kids are doing the work that's going to help them on Friday be that guy that you're not winning on Friday. Well, I'll give you this example. So, um, you know, we we beat the Queen on Thursday, our very last um, game of the year. Played them on Thursday. Kids show up on Friday. You you know, you have your end of the year right, meetings right. on that Friday. That following Monday, off season started. Right. Um, talked to a, a kid that was our starting right tackle as a sophomore. Not the guy who thought he was. Uh, it, it, not, different guy. <laughs> different guy. And so you know, it just sounds like you know, we tested him. He bench pressed 135 pounds as a sophomore starting right tackle in 5A football <laughs> like oh my gosh like you know you ask him hey why do you only bench 135 well we haven't been in the weight room so night and day difference on you know with that I'm a firm believer that the weight room is where you win at yes. so we've been uh, lifting weights basically since uh, the second week of November and have not stopped excellent so um, lifting weights throwing football just basically football year round and that's what you have to do um, to have a chance to win, you know, especially in the state of Arkansas where you you have zero limits. This is wild, wild west of, of football. You right. know, you would think Texas with, you know, hey, football, 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 yep. with how those yep. guys eat football. But, you know, the rules in Arkansas are much more lax than they are in Texas. So, you know, we're doing football year-round, um, and that's basically what you have to do to have a chance to get to where we want to be, which is state sure. champions. So um, night and day difference with our kids, culture, and you hit the nail on the head, you know, you win in November, you win in December, you don't win on a Friday night nope. in August. Nope. You've got to go year-round. And, uh, you know, we tell our kids, um, you know, hey, the only way that you're going to win is to show up every single day, do your very best, and, and, and grind. It, it can be when you feel like it, it's got to be every day. How much of of last year's team did you lose? Did you have that many upperclassmen? Because if I remember right, you did not have a lot. Three guys. Yeah, that's what I thought. Three guys. So we have uh, – we lost the starting defensive end and starting right guards. We have 10 and 10 back, but the crazy thing with having to play 10th graders, um, there's going to be new 10th graders come in. Sure. They're going to beat those guys out. Sure. So we, we do have 10 guys returning on offense, 10 guys returning on defense, but we're going to have brand-new faces starting that beat out those guys. We've also have had several guys transfer in. Um, it's basically a transfer portal, what yeah. it feels like. Sure. Um, and we're thankful for them. You know? And I think a lot of that comes from – People in the community have seen, like, hey, Arkansas High is doing things the right way. They're on the uptick. They care about their kids. They love their kids. They're doing whatever they can to get their kids to the next level. So, you know, we tell our guys, like, hey, if you want to come be a hawk, come be a hawk. We'll take you. We'll, we'll coach you up. We're going to do everything the, the, the right way. But, um, we're you know, we're going to get you there. And so we'll end up having – Ten guys returning on both sides, but Excellent. realistically, it's probably five or six because we got guys who are going to beat beat right. uh, returning starters out, which is awesome to have. You have continuity in the coaching staff this year. Or did you lose a bunch? Um, you know, I end up having to hire a lot of new coaches. Did you? Um, you know, again, I go back to get hired late May. We'll hire um, one returning uh, right. guy on varsity, and so at that point, again, Dr. Kessler, best superintendent I've ever worked for. Our board's wonderful. Um, they gave me the opportunity to say, hey, we can hold off on some hires um, for the next year to get quality guys. Right. And so we'll end up having four or five new faces in. But, again, they're guys that I've worked with. Um, they're just – they're good quality hires. Yeah. But you're not going to get a good quality hire in July because right. they're already, you know, yeah, they're in concrete with where they're at. So um, 
the the ability to be able to hold off and hire them later like we did this year you know again it's going to pay dividends for years to come with not not to target any one guy but but for hog fans who may be listening and going all right so you, you tell me you brought in some new coaches this season who's the guy you're most fired up that you were able to get well i think you got to look at um probably the the best Razorback to ever come through Arkansas High, which is Dennis Johnson. Yeah. You know, we were able to hire him back in uh, December. Um, I actually did not meet him until homecoming. Coach Richards, who's the lone holdover who has been here for 35 years, yep. longer than I've been alive, has been a Razorback, <laughs> um, introduced me to, to DJ and, you know, just kind of shooting the bull with him. Like, hey, man, you want to come coach football? I was like, yeah. So, like, all right, hey, here's your contract. Good interview. Let's, let's have you. And just what he's been able to bring to the table, like, you can't put a price on it. We're, we're probably underpaying him with what he's done so far. You don't want to say guys. that out loud. Yeah, I know. I'm, I want to pay my guys. That's right. Come, be, come to Arkansas. We'll take care of you. You know, we take care of our guys. But, no, what he's done as far as not only just coaching the little things with running backs, but getting kids out teaching our kids how to, hey, this is what it takes to play D1 football in the SEC. This is what it takes to play professional football. You know, like he's he's lived in the streets where our kids have. He's yep. lived in the apartments. He's gone through those – walked through those same hallways. Yep. Can't be – best hire I've ever had. Yep. He's done phenomenal, phenomenal job with our guys. Yeah, he's instant credibility with a kid. Oh. That, that's just everybody right. over on that side yeah. of town knows Dennis Johnson. If, if you'd put uh, YouTube, um, Dennis Johnson, Florida, it just – it looks like something from Madden. It's it is ridiculous, and so you know we tell our guys, hey, you want to be good? Go uh, go be able to run for three hundred yards yeah, against Florida. That's right. You know, and that's when they had dudes there. It's not that's the right. Florida now. So you know we're we're happy to have them. Trey Outlaw joining us this afternoon. We're gonna take a break. We'll come right back. You can hang around because oh, no we doubt. had some big news this week for you guys. We got to come back and talk about. It. All right. Good. Okay. Not to drop some surprise on you. <laughs> It's uh, about, uh, let's see, 20, well, 17 minutes. 17 minutes until uh, 6 o'clock. We'll take a quick break. We're coming right back. Trey Outlaw from Arkansas High sitting in live this afternoon, leaving the yard on the fan, 107.9. When you... Six o'clock, leaving the yard. Dodger Danny sitting in for uh, Tony Kirk today, and we are uh, hanging out with uh, Trey Outlaw. He is the head football coach over at Arkansas High. Tomorrow, uh, Caleb Hackelman's going to be in here from PG. We'll visit with the offensive lineman for the Hawks, but we're talking Hogs today. And, uh, you know, back earlier in the summer, they came out with the realignment numbers, enrollment numbers for Arkansas. And for a while, that was a scary proposition. You guys had, I think, 853 kids and were the smallest 6A school in realignment. So I'll start with that. When you got that piece of information, were you gulping hard and going, I don't want to go to 6A? No, no. I'm, I'm fired up at it. I, I would rather be in 6A than 5A just because, you know, I spent three or four years there at El Dorado. I understand who you're playing against. Right. It's bigger time comp- competition. Um Honestly, I feel like we match up better with 6A schools than we do 5A because, you know, we talked about how tough our conference is. Sure. Top four in our conference out of eight teams when there's six or seven who have a legitimate chance to make 
good pushes in the playoffs as opposed to you're playing 6A, probably going to be in the West. Top six make it, and there's probably three or four who are right. top heavy. Give me 6A all day of the week. And, and you know, it comes with the notoriety of, hey, we're Arkansas High. We're the state's high school. Sure. We are the flagship of the state. Let's play 6A football. Um, you know, we played against uh, Plastic Academy, played against Greenwood in the uh, the team camps against Greenwood. And our kids, they don't know any better. They don't know that PA has won the past four <laughs> four or five state championships you know they don't know that greenwood has won probably eight of the past 12 they don't they're just going out there and they're taking to them yeah you know they're just playing um you know balls to the wall just we're gonna it doesn't matter who lines up against us which is what we've been trying to teach our kids and so um again 6a 5a 4a doesn't matter you know we just want to line play so there's no hesitation no blinking no flinching you know Put us in seven A. We're ready to go now. The AAA apparently had resolutions on the on the table this week. Seven or eight resolutions. A couple of them that would involve what are we doing with private schools in the state? All of them passed, as far as I could tell. They did. So how does that impact you? No clue. You know, like I, I, we tell our kids all the time, hey, don't go palms up. That's a very passive thing. Go attack. We're palms up in this situation. We have no clue. Um, whether it's 6A or 5A. And, again, we just like, hey, it doesn't matter if Alabama's lined up against us yeah. or the School of the Bond. We're just going to expect to go win. Right. And so um, we really don't know. We're in limbo, which makes it really tough as a athletic director right. on, you know, next year if we're 6A, we could have zero non-conference games. We could have one. If we're 5A, we could have three. Right. So, you know, everybody wants to know who you're going to play, but – you don't know. You don't know. Right. We don't know a single game we'll play next year because of what just passed. So we could be 6A. We could be 5A. Not sure. Either way, we know we're going to play football sometime next year in August and hopefully <laughs> win those games. And to explain that for listeners, those resolutions involving the privates in the past had been this. The state pre put your 16 teams or whatever and then they added in the privates and you had odd districts sometimes exactly nine so. team or eight team now they're saying we are going to divvy them up by population and then we're going to add in the privates and then we're going to make the conference numbers which means possibly three of those teams that would be bumped up to 6a who were privates would bump you and Cersei and Jacksonville down to 5A again. Well, and then they passed another resolution where, you know, Arkansas, you had the competitive balance. Right, so and like that's what this points. is, yes. So they bumped, they bumped it back down to 2A. So you're looking at, uh, excuse me, not 2A, two years. So Harding Academy, who played in the finals last year, if they have a winning record, they're now up to 5A. So that bumps another team down. We, we have no clue. We, we, we don't know. So right. we're just going to line and play football. Um, you know, before all of the private schools, I believe Arkansas High was in a 17 conference yeah. instead of eight. So you're looking at four non conference games. Right. Um, nobody knows. Yeah. So when are they going to set a date for when you are going to know? Do you know that? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. knows. <laughs> it's and Arkansas. It is legitimately the Wild Wild West. And so I think they have to wait until football season's over with yeah. because again you know if they can't go and move Harding Academy up until this year though, you know they're you're probably more likely to win that billion dollar lottery than 
Harding Academy is to not, have not having a winning record. Uh, so that moves another team up to 5A. Shiloh, again, all they have to do is having a winning record, and then they bump up. Right. So you're looking at it could be between three schools and five schools. And so um, all we know, like if I'm going to project it, we'll end up staying – the conference will stay exactly how it is. 5A. Because yeah. Hope is going to be probably the smallest at that point. Nashville bumps down instead of bumping up. Right. Um, What's shocking to me is Little Rock Parkview, who is the beast, you know, right? Who now. is the beast? Right. You know, they they have the five, six, seven D one guys who are blue chip guys, but they drive past three teams to get to us, who are also five A. So nobody knows. You know, again, we tell our kids we control, we yeah. control. Play what you, you line up, you go try to whip whoever's in front of you, and let's go win some football games. So we know Parkview is going to be good again. We would expect to probably see Hot Springs be good again. And I'm, I'm assuming Magnolia is probably the top three in, in uh, pecking order. So probably came to Fairview. Came to you Fairview. Know, so, I'm sorry, I forgot about Fairview. You know, we, you look at back at our conference. So we played a state champion. We played a semifinalist who just barely lost to play in the finals. Yeah. Played two quarterfinal team. Um, and then we were fifth. Right. You know, any other before I got here, 17th conference, you win the games we won. We're in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Hey, we're celebrating a great year. Yep. Um, you know, so Parkview is going to be great. Hot Springs is apparently going to be just as good, if not better, than they were the previous year. Ken and Fairview is always awesome. Magnolia has lost some guys, but they run the flex bone. Yeah, Mark King does a good there job. There is zero coaches in yep. America that wants to play a flex nope. bone team. Nope. And I grew up running the flex bone in yep. high school, have coached two plays flex bone. You don't want to play it. No. You know, He's so. been doing that since four. Um, and then uh, Hot Springs Lakeside, we saw them in the summer. They look good. Yeah. They look really good. So um, we're going to be way better than we were last year. We could be two. We could be one. We could be six. Nobody right. knows. you know. But, again, we tell our guys, you take it day by day. Yeah. Not game by game, but day by day. And so, um, you know, they're really buying into it. And, you know, we're, we're really hoping for some strong senior leadership this year. You, uh, we had more than three finally. You, you guys played some summer ball, obviously. So you, you're a big seven-on-seven seven guy? Uh, I am. It depends on your makeup of your team. So um, if you're – more experience, yeah, let's play 7-7. Seven seven. We know who we got. We'll hold some guys back as opposed to, you know, like last year. Lots of team camps were young. We don't know who we got. So we'll take the risk. And, you know, if Key gets hurt in team camp in summer in July, you know, you really don't know what you've lost. So um, we did probably 50-50 this year on 7-7 seven seven team camp. Now the goal is long term, a year from now, two years from now, probably six seven on sevens and then two teams yeah. just to get those younger guys reps but lots of jv reps this year is what we did um you know we went to mineral a couple times found some team camps where we could bring our varsity and jv so uh lots of it lots of experience for our uh for our young guys as well are, are, are you in these opportunities to play seven on sevens and, and team camps are you getting the chance to and, and you and i before the the interview started we were talking about the fact you only have nine games are you trying to develop somebody out there who is willing to come up and say, you know, we want to play you guys? You know, it's it's a fine line. You know, you uh, you ask not like, are you trying to win these? Or what are you trying to do? And so, um, seven on seven is very fickle because you could run a defense that you're not going to sure, run. Sure. You know, and and so we, uh, I think you get in coaching because you're super competitive. And so, talking with Coach Wilson, talking with our defense staff, like, hey. We're going to take our lumps because what we do is we on defense we sell out to stop the run. Right. And so, you know, we're asking you to throw the deep ball. Well, what's 7-7? There's the zero 
sure on the quarterback. He's throwing it deep is ball. deep ball, deep ball, deep ball. There is zero checkdowns in seven on seven. Right. And so we're hey, we're hand, we're we're basically trying to fight people left handed in seven on seven. But that's making us better. Sure. And so you know you do that, and you know to answer your question, you you try to build relationships with coaches. Like hey man, come play us. You know we I got an open have, week here. Yeah. Um, you know, and we you asked me about that uh, before we started the interview. Like we have, I probably called over a hundred coaches in the state that have posted jobs. And actually, in Arkansas, you know, we don't two A three A is really easy to find a job, but they still see us as a six A powerhouse. Yeah. And hey, glad they see us that we deserving so we want to get back to that. Um, you know, we we basically bribe tried to bribe people hey come play us yeah you know we're we're doing d1 stuff here where we'll pay you to come play a money game and we couldn't find it and so uh, i hate it for our kids that we're only able to find nine games we're still looking um but you know we tell like hey take advantage of it you play you you do well in those nine games you get a chance to play playoffs which is something that our seniors have never got to play against and i know that that's probably um something that no senior classes can say in arkansas high history so are you going to have at least nine for the uh, jv and freshmen as well yeah so our goal is to play 50 total football games that's 10 7th 10 8 10 freshman 10 uh jv 10 varsity so uh we have i want to say nine nine freshmen um 10 7th 10 8th um and then nine jv so okay. we're, we're getting close so right. to that mark yeah. um you know we hustle trying to play games we you know we beg people please play us we'll travel to you to play so um you know we just want to play now you opened with watson chapel last year and as you said we were all over the place you got them this year to open up at arkansas high this season i'm assuming somewhere in the back of your mind this isn't going to be hard to get bulletin board material for your guys to want to hand that back over to watson chapel oh no doubt you know um I think embarrassing is probably a good. I didn't word. want to as, say that as, as a coach, not for our kids. As a coach, yeah. you know, you go back and watch like it looks like pee wee football out there. We couldn't line up defensively. You couldn't line up offensively. Um, never in my wildest dreams, if you would tell me, "Hey, you're going to get three blocks, three punts blocked in that game," right? But they didn't block it. We kicked it off our up backs <laughs> rear end, and so it just if it, you know two kids get thrown out because of not acting right. If it could have went wrong, it went yeah. wrong. I was looking for a hole to hide in. Yeah, um, is that when you threw away the tape? Like I'm oh ever watching God. this hey, again. I well, you know, I never deleted, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, you know, again, night and day difference. And so, you know, we tell our kids, hey, it's faceless, faceless opponent. You know, everything every coach sure. in America does. But you know, back your mind, like, hey payback's coming that's you right know? And that's so, right but again you know their coach coach moody phenomenal coach he he's uh won at a high level at multiple different schools has always been able to come into a school like a chap or like other schools that he's been at that has maybe been downtrodden and has has won each other last year but you know um we're really looking forward to august 25th i bet I bet you are. We got about thirty seconds left. Trey Outlaw, by the way, is hanging out with us this afternoon. We we, we usually don't like to talk about individual players because you got a whole team of guys, and we never really want to point out. Hey, this guy. Who are you looking for though that you think has a chance to really be a growth player this year? That you kind of watched some glimmers last year and think this is a guy this year to watch. Um, first name that comes to mind: Javen Davis. Javen, um, come in. He as a. 10th grader broke his ankle against I want to say Paris I think that's who they played the opening game yep yeah. uh, broke his ankle against Paris never played um, come in and like you know very you know hesitant on that ankle I probably would be too if you, you break your ankle and probably week 8 week 9 he's just 
takes off. And he's one of our fastest kids. He's going to definitely uh, benefit from having Telly Wells, who transferred into So you can't double them both. Um, and then also expect to stop Cortland Loudermill. So yeah. really excited about him. He's going to have a breakout year. Great leader, great academics. He's going to play college football somewhere. We just don't know where yet. We're out of time. Trey Outlaw, great seeing you again. Good luck on Monday. Thank you. Excited All right. To have We're done for today. We'll see you guys tomorrow, 5 o'clock. We'll do it again. You're on Leaving the Yard on the Fan. 107.9. KCMC and Translator.